Welcome back to Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. We're very glad that you continue to support this podcast. You can get the information on any platform uh, where podcasts are played, as well as getting the video content on YouTube. But if you want to just get one place to find all the content, go to my website at drgarrickthesportsdoctor.com and you will find everything on that website. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to another episode and we have a repeat guest. We haven't had many guests back on the show twice, but today we have Anthony Alfred back. Uh, we're still in Man Man's uh, coffee shop. So <laughs> anyway, welcome back to yeah. the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we were just sitting up here chatting. The last time uh, Anthony was on the show, he was a part of the Pittsburgh Pirates organization um, in the Major League Baseball. Now he's currently playing in South Korea for KT Wiz. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I really want to just kind of unpack that journey of how you go from MLB to South Korea. And, you know, congratulations on your new baby. I think Thank last you. time you had you. you had one baby crying in the background, so now you got two. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. one and he's walking now. He's walking now. Wow. So. Wow. And your yeah. daughter's how old? She'll be three in April. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, man, time flies. Life waits on no one, right? Yeah, and it go it go it's going fast, man. It seemed like it was just I mean, it's like it was just yesterday my daughter was in the NICU. You know, yeah. um, and now she's about to be three. You you would have never known she was a preemie. She's developed yeah. so much, and like she's very brilliant. Um, so, uh, sometimes I feel like she thinks she's smarter than than her parents. Uh, <laughs> <she> be, <laughs> but oh, right. uh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's good. And then my son, he's very very um, active, and yeah, they love the outdoors though. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So. You mentioned your son is one, all right? Mm-hmm. So how old was your son when you went to South Korea? He was about six months. Wow, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, about, all right. yeah, because we went in June, so seven months, yeah. All right. Yeah. So talk to us. Let's just kind of start off. You know, I know that was a major decision so let's just kind of talk about, you know, you're in the MLB. We know that you've kind of gone through injuries and recovery and being, you know, in Major League Baseball, kind of staying on that roster. So kind of talk to us about your time in Major League Baseball and then that transition to decide to go overseas. So the main thing for me was when I looked at it was the uncertainty, you know, um, like when you're not on a guaranteed contract and you're on these split contracts, it's like, you really kind of plan day to day in a way. So it's, you really have no, no security in the sense of, as far as job security. Um, yeah. so, but I think, I think that was a thing that overseas kind of provided for me at this time, you know, it's um, guaranteed contract, guaranteed uh, money, like job security. I'm not really worried about the movement of transactions. And at the same time, like it's, you got to provide for your family too, you know? Absolutely. So, and I, I feel like, it was a good opportunity for me to just, you know, kind of go over there and, and get everyday at-bats at the same time. Just you take the money part out of it, but you can go over there and get at-bats at everyday at-bats at the same time. And, you know, like it's guys that go over there and play for a few years and come back on the big league contract, you know, um, or they go to Japan on a multi-year deal. So it's, 
it's, it's, it opens up a lot of doors for you. At the end of the day, you still have to perform. Um, right. But for me, when I made a decision, I was 27 with, you know, married with two kids. So it's like, yeah, I had to start thinking about my kids' future, you know. Um, and, it, and it's tough, man. Like, it, it was a tough decision because you have to, cause, you know, growing up as a kid, it's like you always want to play in the MLB. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, really accept the fact that, all right, when I leave, it's a good chance that I probably never plan to MLB again, you know, and you, and you have to like, accept that, you know, right. um, that, was a, that, that was a loss, right? Right, right, right. So it's like, yeah, I might never plan to MLB, but I'm going to make some guaranteed money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the money spend the same, whether it comes from Asia right. or America, you know, so, but that's, that's the ultimate goal now. So. I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, I was talking about the fact that time waits on no one. And, you know, the last time you were on, we were talking about how as a professional athlete, you have a short window that you have to make Mm -hmm. your money for the rest of your life. Of course, you know, you'll be able to do other things. But as a professional athlete, what's the average career for a major league baseball player? To be in like an actual major leagues, it's like. Well, cause you know, a lot of people don't make it. So, I mean, that's right. kind of tough. So, um, yeah. yeah, but for guys who make, I mean, on average, probably, I can't even tell you, I, I would say it's probably three years, maybe. Yeah. You know, we're talking uh, a lot about of NFL is about three years, uh, but like yeah. you mentioned in the major leagues, you don't, you hear people getting drafted that never right. ever right. step onto a major league baseball field. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Go ahead with what you're saying. Well, and well, well that, cause that's the thing you like, you can have someone who gets like, cause baseball is weird because it obviously goes off of service days. Right. So like you can get someone who goes up and down for 10 years, but it don't mean they got 10 years in the big leagues. They could probably have only four and a half years of service time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they've played parts of 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Parts of 10 seasons, right. but everything is based off of service time. So I think that's the difference in baseball and a lot of other sports. Um, usually in basketball, you get drafted, you that. Uh, football, yeah. you get drafted, you that, unless you're on the practice squad. But um, baseball is it's totally different. Like, because you got the three years, then you go through arbitration for three years before you even hit free agency. Um, you, I mean, you don't play six years of baseball, professional baseball, before you're a free agent. So um, baseball is it's, it's a little different than other sports. Yeah. You know, I think in my mind or, you know, some lay people or just the average fan, you say baseball guaranteed contract, you know, that's the life, but you got to make it to that point first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you definitely, um, you got to get to that point. Cause like for me, I just played under my first guaranteed contract and it's been 10 years since I got drafted. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's been, it's been like split contracts before then. Obviously like if you up in the big leagues, you're making good money, but um, up until this point, it's been split contracts, but that's why I say like Korea, it provided me guaranteed contract. Obviously, when I got drafted, my signing bonus was guaranteed and stuff, but everything in between that point, like you, you like scraping and scratching and clawing for every, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just it's totally different. But I think that's why a lot of guys like Yasiel Pui, right? Like um, a lot of people know who he is. He played. Right. You know, it was a superstar over here. He mm-hmm. was in South Korea. He was in South Korea last year. Really? Um, I, I played. 
yeah, a lot of guys are overseas that, like a lot of big league guys are overseas, you know, because, I mean, it just, it provides you, you know, opportunity to, to play every day. Because half, yeah. I mean, half of the, half of the battle is getting the opportunity and getting every day at bats. Yeah. So, to get into a rhythm, right? Right, right. Because, yeah. man, it's tough. It's tough coming off the bench. I didn't, because when I first got to Toronto, I was coming off the bench. Um, when I first got up in the big leagues, and that was my first time ever doing it too. You know, I didn't really learn how to learn how to come off the bench until I got to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it's more of like that National League mentality. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I really learned how to do it. That, like that's a job you have to learn how to do. But it, 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 it's, it's definitely tough. That's why that's why guys' numbers aren't really. I ain't gonna say that's probably but like it's hard to that's put a up numbers. Contributing when, factor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to put up numbers when you're coming off the bench. Because you don't have that consistency, right? Right, right. You might start a game and, and be 0 for 2, right? And then you get pinch hit for for your third at bat. Mm-hmm. Or you, then the next time you start, you might be 0 for, 0 for 2 again. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in, in two games, you 0 for 4 when really, like, that's that's one game worth of that bat. When, mm-hmm. And a lot of times, too, like, I done been – 0 for 2 during the game and ended up 2 for 4. You know what I'm saying? About just just the fact of just playing that whole game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, I done started out 0 for 3 and ended up 2 for 5. You know, so like, and then like when you come off the bench, it's like you pinch hitting a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like I haven't seen a pitch all game, but I got to go right. face this guy throwing 98 at the bullpen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of it's a it's a lot of things that but the guys that can that can do it, man, like it's it's some it's some special guys who are good at coming off the bench, you know. Uh one of my close friends, um, his name Dwight Smith Jr. Um, but he was like like he come off the bench like no matter who was on the mound, like he's gonna put together good at bat. He's yeah. obviously not gonna get a hit every time, but that that was a that was a role that he done really well. Yeah. So we talk about a lot about kind of mindset and performance. And I think, like you mentioned, coming off the bench or being like a closer, you know, I always joke about a closer. You might come, you make all this money, you throw 15 pitches, but you have no time to warm up. Your warm up is, you know, backstage, it's in the bullpen. But as soon as you step up to the plate, as soon as you step on that mound, it's time to perform. And you have... Mm -hmm you know, 10 pitches to get it done. Or like you said, you got two at-bats, everybody looking at you, and they're like, all right, if he doesn't make this hit, we're already going to bench him. Or, you know, he's going to be sent to AAA. Talk to us about that pressure and the performance and where do you have to be with your mind to kind of just quiet all that? Well, honestly, man, like what what I've kind of learned is now, um, I I wasn't thinking this then, but like we put that pressure on ourselves a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you got to think, like, these guys who's the coaches and the GMs, like, they, they've they seen a lot of baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so they understand how hard it is to be in that role. Um, and the moves that the moves that are going to be made, they're going to make that regardless if you succeed or fail a lot of times, you know. But I think a lot of times we put that that pressure. Because, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Like, even, even as a, like, even if your job title isn't baseball, it's just something like that self-doubt, you know what I'm saying? So, but I know for me, like I, I felt like I had to get a hit every time. I was thinking that I had to get a hit every time I had to put together a bat every time. And baseball is already hard, you know? But as far as like like the moves, like I've, I've seen guys go out there 
and be batting 300 and get options. You know, so it's that's just the business side of it. So once I learned to separate the plan side from the business side, and that's what I feel like I did in Pittsburgh, and I started to find a little bit, like started to succeed a little more because it was like, okay, I'm just I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna control what I can control, you know, and like kind of just live in the moment, you know. And I feel like that's what helped me as an individual when I just started living in the moment, opposed to saying, all right, I gotta go get a hit. If I don't get a hit, I'm gonna get right. option or I'm gonna get DFA, you know. Um, Cause so it's just um, like I say, that's that's a lot of self doubt and the unnecessary pressure we put on ourselves as players. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I lo- I'm glad you shared that because self doubt and the pressure, like you mentioned, we can put that on ourselves in many situations. You can take from the mm-hmm. baseball field to the operating room to the classroom. Right. You know, and you can get into this, like, this is my last time mentality. It's either now or never. And truthfully, that's not it. But, you know, once you get in locked into that zone, it's hard to escape it. Right, right, right. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like, we was coming, like, coming up through the minor leagues. It's one thing that they hammered us with was control, control. Because, like, like you say, like, once you, once you start going down that rabbit hole of, like, negative thoughts and self-doubt and, like that that's real like i don't think people understand how how real it is because you're gonna like it's it's kind of hard to like get that out of your head you know what i'm saying so like i feel like meditation and like speaking positive to yourself and like i i feel like that's big factor like you you see some of the most successful guys that plays the game or some of the most successful surgeons i'm I'm sure they do some form some practice of meditation or um Or speaking positive, or or even affirmations, just, yeah, yeah, like like visualizing yourself having success. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's you see a lot of success. I feel like you see a lot of successful people doing that, and a lot and that's of that's the piece that's not taught, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Coming up, how many times they say, "All right, guys, everybody, put your gloves down. Let's sit on the sit along the third baseline and let's meditate." Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's just yeah. grab your glove, grab your bat, and let's let's go play. You you know that's that but that's that's taught in the um in the in the Asian culture though. Well, the team that I was on. So when I first got there, I went to the um to the minor league side for like a weekend because I mean I haven't played for like a month at this point. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to like kind of just see some live pitching and stuff. And before the game, they had like all their players. It was like a lot of younger players, but like all their players, the coach made them like sit in the dugout for um, 30 to 45 seconds. And he, he wanted them to, like, visualize what they were going to do that day. Visualize, all right, if this pitch come, what I'm going to do, like, see us. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. And it was like it was like a – and they did it before every game. I thought that was cool, like, that they was, like, teaching them that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of their development, you know. Because, like, that, that, that's not really – like, you have the resources here. Or I'm sure like an organization, like you have the right. mental coach, but like everybody don't practice it, you know, like, but over there it was mandatory. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. If it's not part of the culture, it might be, you know, deemed as a, a form of weakness or that's a waste of time mm-hmm. or whatever. But right. The organization prioritizes it. Of course, the players are going to take on that identity. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact, you know, like you mentioned, you got a six, seven month old baby. The phone yeah. rings, your agent say, look, we can go. I got this contract for you, guaranteed money, South Korea. You know, what's going through your mind? 
I've signed me up. That's it. Sign me up. Because <laughs> I was I was already because I was already frustrated at this point. Um, so I once I got hurt, I had, like my hand was bothering me. So I had I stayed back. Um, and I had to do a rehab assignment because I missed like the last week and a half of spring training. Yeah. And so I missed opening day. I was I did my rehab assignment. Got called back up to Chicago. I was up there for a few days and got DFA'd again. So I go, I go back on the waiver process, clear waivers. I elect free agency, and so I'm sitting at home for a few weeks. And so no one's giving me like a big league deal. So it's a minor league deals that comes up. But like, I mean, so I ended up signing. I ended up signing with Cleveland, and I was in AAA with them. And it was just like it was just a frustrating like start of the season for me. And I was just like, man, and I was thinking to myself, man, that um, that's, that deal in South Korea show look good right now, you know, because <laughs> uh, I had just yeah. turned it down a few months before. Wow. And so another another deal, another deal comes up. And I, and I already knew, I already had in my mind, I told my wife, like, if, if Asia come calling again, then we're like, we're probably going to go. So as soon as he texted me, he texted me, I think we was in um, Columbus, Ohio. He was like um, a team in Asia. One like want you to sign with him, and I just told him to sign me up. Like I'm ready to go, and and yeah. it was a nervous feeling, man. Like if it's me, like it's just one thing. If it's me right. by myself, because exactly. you know, I look at baseball as gonna be baseball. I can adapt anywhere mm-hmm. in the world as long as I'm playing baseball. But like you talk about taking your wife and kids over there, like so we don't speak you know that nothing language. about, right? Yeah, absolutely nothing about, and everything I thought it was gonna be was completely different. And it, yeah. I mean, most of the time it's gonna be like that. It was probably the one of the best experiences of our life, you know. Um, just because, like, I know I'd be stressed dealing with baseball, you know, right. but I know my wife really be stressed, you know, because anytime there's movement or there's transaction. She's the one who got to pack up the park, you know. She's the one who got to fly with the kids, and you know, she's the one who got to, you know, do the stuff that I don't have to take care of off the field. So it was, um, so it's it, it was for her to just be there and like know where we're gonna be every day. Like she don't stability. It's no, yeah, yeah like, like like yeah, exactly that stability um, and that security. So um, I think she definitely enjoyed that from especially from a mental the mental aspect of it. Yeah, man, it's crazy as you talk how similar the road to becoming a professional athlete to my road of becoming an orthopedic surgeon where you got to go to medical school and then you got to go to residency and then go do a one-year fellowship. When I was going to my fellowship, you know, we have a baby and hey, you know, this one year and we know my wife's a dentist. Did she start, can't start her practice because we're moving. Then start a Mm -hmm. job and that doesn't work out. And then you move again. So at some point, stability you know, you start to not worry about all the other stuff. It's stability and not packing another box, right? Right. <laughs> not getting a train right. or a plane again for a while. So I definitely right. feel where you're coming from with that. You know, and yeah. then let's talk about the South Korea experience because, you know, I would see on social media, I'm like, man, he is a rock star over there. So yeah. talk about how they embraced you uh, versus, you know, just being another player on the roster. If you're enjoying this episode, don't wait to the end to share it. Share it now. Share this with a friend or a colleague that you think might find value in this information. And then also 
make sure that you click and leave us a five-star review and give us feedback because we really value your feedback and your input. Now back to the episode. Yeah, so they look at their foreign guys. So each team have three foreign guys and the foreign guys are usually more popular ones. Um, like you say, the the bigger like rock stars on the but yeah, like I it was it was great. Like baseball is baseball, but um, right. man, the the love that the fans show. I remember I, like after my first game, and it was like like it's literally a, like a like a red carpet type deal. Like when you walk out the clubhouse, and it's fans standing on both sides, and it was like I've never really seen it because like as soon as I opened the door, it was like a bunch of lights just hit me in the face. <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't see anything, and it was like people were screaming like screaming my name, and it was like. It was a great feeling to, you know, be embraced. And then obviously, like, once I got settled in, I started really, like, just performing and, and doing well on the field. So we'll be walking and, like, just around the city and you just see, like, random cars just, hey, out because they say, like, that's how they say my name, outport, outport. Um, okay. And you just hear them <laughs> scream my name, like, they'll scream my name and just start doing my little celebration thing. And yeah. it was, like, it was a cool feeling because, especially since my family got to experience that with me. My daughter, yeah. she absolutely loved the games because the games over there, like the games over here is very corporate, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, over there, it's like a big party. It's music playing the whole game. They got chili. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, we it's can almost like the soccer atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing in, in Latin baseball. That's why you see those Latin guys play with so much swag. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's just part of their culture, you know. Um, but, yeah, like it was a lot of fun, man. Um, the admin, the fans are very passionate. You can be down ten to zero, you like nobody leaving the game until the last pitch is thrown. So they're yeah, very, awesome. very passionate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned your your celebration. Let's see your celebration routine. Oh no, it was just <laughs> it was just like one of these. Yeah, yeah, okay, like, yeah. So it was that's it wasn't nothing you know too crazy. So um, I posted a video. Well. Yeah, we posted a video. My daughter, she was watching. We was a um, we was playing an away game, and she was watching the game. And like, she knows she's aware of what's going on. Yeah. And she um, and I got a hit, and she like got all excited. And then like yeah. when I did this on TV, she <laughs> did it back. Yeah, yeah I think I saw that. Crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. I mean, that's part of your family is a part of the team now, right? You know, a part right. of the culture. Yeah. And you right. know, they're getting to experience life outside of America as an infant. So, I mean, you're right. over there a little while, they'll be speaking a language where, you know, you might never learn the language, but they're going to pick up on it. So right. I think it's such an awesome experience. And so many things that as we travel the world and you get to see the cultures, you appreciate people, right? And the more, right. the more I see, the more I'm like, wow, we're more alike than we're different, to be honest. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Um. And, you know, like, I think one thing my wife really um, appreciated, like, how safe you feel. Because, you know, we've been to we've been to quite a few countries, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, like, I think the top three was um, South Korea being one, um, Australia being another one, and Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Like, their gun laws, you know, like, uh, like we, so we had a nanny, a full-time nanny over there, and, and she talked about she was from Malaysia and she talked about how scared she was to come to America 
because wow. of the mass shootings that they see. And you see that a good bit, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, over there, like my wife, she would, I mean, obviously the time difference is such a big change. So she would be up from like 12 at night to like eight, nine o'clock in the morning with, with the kids because that sleep pattern is messed up. Okay. Like she'll get up at four o'clock in the morning and walk a mile down the road to Starbucks, you know, <laughs> like when nobody, when like when everybody, yeah. like in the middle of the night, you know, but yeah, like you felt that, you felt that safe, you felt that safety in that country. Like, and obviously the CCTV um, everywhere. Uh, I tell you what, like when we, when we, when we first got there, when we first got to our apartment, my translator met us outside the apartment, um, big one of these big skyrise buildings. Yeah. And I had all this luggage. We got all this luggage off of the um the off the van out the van. And he was like, Yeah, you can just leave that down here on the corner. We'll just come back and get it. Later. I'm like, bro, you crazy? I'm not leaving my right. Like, my stuff? Nah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, set up, what's going on? <laughs> like I live in Hattiesburg, bro. Like we don't do that. You know, yeah, I won't even exactly. leave it outside my house. Right, um, right. Yeah. But you pray if you leave your doors unlocked every night and you walk back and everything is good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like, I think that was one of the biggest things was the safety that you feel over there. And it was, it was, it was peaceful for me too, just knowing that they was in good hands. Like when I was on the road or I wasn't around. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And talk to us about the brand that you launched. It was more just um, something my agency, they came up with. I had to, I have to send you the link because I haven't shared it in a while, but it's just because I know a lot of people from back home be wanting to, you know, support me like with like I might I might be on this team this year mm -hmm. and they might get something like they might get some Blue Jays gear and then now I'm on right. the Pirates and now they got to get Pirates gear. So it's so it's just a way like they can if they want to just support me, you know, like you don't have to support the actual team. Like, but if you want to. Or, or buy gear for the actual team. If you want to just like support me, then you can do that. It's just an AA to my initials and you got like hoodies and hats and shirts and stuff like that. And I think that's the beauty of what's going on in sports, especially college sports right now with name, image, and likeness is that truly you are your own brand, right? right you get so right. used to taking pride and putting on someone else's jersey, but you are the brand as Anthony Alford. And, right. you know, that's why the people will go crazy when you step out of a car and whatever, because they mm -hmm. want you as an athlete versus you as a Blue Jay, you as a pirate or whatever. Um, so I think once you can embody that and kind of embrace that, you really move differently. And, you know, you can embrace being you as a person more so than right. just you as an athlete. Right. 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 I mean, you and you capitalize it off of your, you know, your um your image and likeness, you know, at right. the same time. I mean, they're doing it, you know, the yeah, team is 100%. doing it. Um, 100%. Like we get it, we, over here in MLB, we would like get a, a licensing check every year for them to mm -hmm. use our name and stuff. So, and my wife, she tell me all the time, like, I'm, you, you were just born too early. Like if you was in college now, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I yeah. wish I was. Especially would. as a dual athlete, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a dual athlete. I mean, I, I wouldn't even been tripping about um yeah. a lot of stuff so but it, i mean I, i'm glad to see that they're taking care of these kids though yeah yeah and you know truly it's still only a select few right i mean it's mainly your football athletes we know there's a, a disparity between still 
football and you know basketball especially male sports and female sports so there's a lot to be worked out but you know i think it does allow people to monetize their name image and likeness mm -hmm. because it's already being monetized by the institution right oh yeah 100 percent um yeah and the thing with football too man like i mean everybody know like football is going to generate the majority of the revenue that comes right. into those colleges so i mean they, they should have been they should have been getting paid um i mean obviously you got the schools like duke in north carolina basketball probably is it for right. them but, a select um, few though right yeah yeah but not i mean a lot of times it's going to be at football um so yeah you know on time out with the sports doctor this is your final time out so you know we talked about your journey from minor leagues major leagues injuries and now here you are in south korea you know, still playing the game you love, still able to take care of your family. So what I want you to do is just kind of speak to how you, you know, the mindset that you had to shift between, okay, I want to be in the major leagues, so I want to take care of my family, because there's another athlete that's going to listen to this, and they're, you know, I don't want to leave, I'm trying to hold on to this career in the major leagues when I have other options where I can still, you know, monetize, make money off my profession, and still take care of the people I love. So just kind of talk to an athlete who might be struggling with that. I think you have to, you know, um, assess your situation too. Like for me, I had just had my second kid. Some guy might be single and not in the relationship. It's probably different for him. So you can, you can still afford to, you know, chase that dream. So it's every situation is different. But like, I think that's the thing. That's the beauty of, that's the beauty of, baseball you know um is it is you can go all the way to asia and make millions of <clears throat> and make millions of dollars this opportunity over there um opposed to like or if it don't work out in the states then you just like no it's you have so many more opportunities with um i know that with baseball like i know football isn't like that basketball mm -hmm. might be um but i know because it's, it's like baseball is universal you know um but yeah, I think I think you have to look at the situation. Um, if it's like, do do you want to be in the limelight, or do you want to take care of your family for the rest of your life? You know, so mm -hmm. it's because uh, obviously, if you play the MLB, they they're gonna be showing they're gonna be shown all over the world. You know, um, but I mean, Korea, like they're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna really see a bunch of Korean baseball games on TV here, but. You, your pockets are getting fatter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. so you just you just have to, I think What's the situation important? is different. Your priorities. Right, right, right. So um, like, for example, like one of, the, one of the factors, one of the reasons why I turned the, the first contract down was because my son was born. You know, because like my son was born November 11th, I would have had to leave in January. You know, and I, I just wasn't ready for that at that time. Um, the situation didn't call for me to go overseas. But a few yeah. months later, it was like, okay, I got two kids in diapers. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like, I probably yeah. should go make this bread real quick yeah. and I'll just come yeah. back. So, um, yeah, so it's just like, it's just the situation. It's just the, um, the situation changed a little bit. Well, my thought process changed a little bit. And, man, you got some guys who go over there um, and play four or five years, you know, and, and like make life changing money that they never would have made over here. Sure. Um, 
so like I said, it's just the situation. It's, it's the situation uh, right. for a lot of people. And truthfully, now you're an international brand instead of just a, a United States brand. You know, and that plays a major right, role right. as well. Yeah, I've I seen know, some. I've seen some people wearing some of my apparel over there, so it, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I forgot that our sons. I knew that their birthdays were similar, but eleven, eleven. Yeah, so they said yeah. the same birthday. So uh, yeah, special. yeah, yeah. So um, it's been great, and then it went by so fast, man. Like yeah. It went by so matter of fact, like it seemed like it was just 2020 yesterday with COVID. Like these past yeah, few right. years have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely past few right. years have been crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's been a blessing though. Absolutely. So tell people what's next for you and how they can follow along your story. I leave a week from today. We had to I had well, I had to spring camp in Arizona. The team actually come over here to Arizona for spring camp. And March 6th, we'll fly to South Korea um, for preseason games. And normal baseball season after that starts in April. Um, but yeah, like it's so the league is called the KBO, um, Korean Baseball Organization. I guess I'm assuming that's what the O stands for organization, uh, operation, or something. But it's the KBO. Um, and a lot of the games be online. Which I mean, if you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch some baseball, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning to watch some baseball, like, um, but yeah, that's 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 what's next. I'm on a I'm on a um, contract over there, and after that, we'll see how we'll kind of reevaluate everything next off season and see where we're at. And I think that's that's another cool thing about it is, so when I come back, I'll be a free agent. You know, I won't have to go through the arbitration process and oh, all of that. I just I just be a free agent. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of great things that comes with, you know, going over there to play for a year or two and then coming back here um, as yeah. far as setting yourself up contract wise. Yeah. And we're, we're rooting for you on this podcast and we're rooting for your family. You know, I'm glad to be able to be a part of your journey and, you know, just keep your head up, keep doing what you do. I appreciate it. Man. I sure appreciate it. Much love to you. Um, and good luck, good luck with to you as well. Um, your wife, I see she's doing a thing with the dentistry. I think it was right. like last year she opened, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's about, yeah. Now she's about uh, fifteen months in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my uh, my son over there actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah nice. So. Yeah, but um, yeah, thank y'all, man. Thank you for having me on. Um, it's always a blessing. Always good catching Absolutely. up too. Yeah, and we're gonna spread, you know, your your brand. We're gonna try to push it. So, thank you for continuing to support this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five star review. And if you haven't done so, subscribe so you continue to get the updated episode. Until later, peace. Life, sports, and medicine.